morning and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast, proudly supported and sponsored by FitRec Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals and Life Fitness Australia. Well, this morning I'm speaking to Cameron Prosser from BF Brokers. BF Brokers, who are they? They are Australia's leaders in fitness business sales. Good morning, Cameron. Good morning, Mel. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How's life treating you? Oh, look, life's been pretty busy, Mel. We've had our first child recently, so we're nine months, or he's nine months yesterday, so look, life's been pretty busy um, on, on that, that regard, but also, look, business is, is been pretty flat out as well. A lot of people um, at this time is needing our support or some, some assistance to, um, to get through some of these COVID issues. Well, congratulations first on becoming a dad. Thank you. You're very welcome. And let's get our coffee podcast underway. So the last 18 months, we've seen some absolutely massive changes in the fitness industry. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Most people sailed through lockdown one, improved their businesses, you know, purchased new equipment, refurbished, hired new staff, and created new innovative programs within their clubs. But come uh, the second lockdown, the third, the fourth, and the fifth here in Victoria, Times have certainly changed with the market being flooded with fitness businesses for sale. And, you know, it's pretty sad to see this happen, Cam. But at the same time, though we're seeing a flood on the market of gyms being up for sale, we're also seeing new brands coming into our country and new standalone businesses now up for the opportunity of those seeking perhaps a change of lifestyle and wanting to open up a fitness business. So first, let's talk about some changes that you saw come lockdown two, three, and four, what's, what is the common factor in businesses coming on the market? What is a common theme? Yeah, look, cash flows usually what's, what's bringing people to us to look at selling the business. Um, unfortunately, like you said, a lot of the businesses adapted, pivoted, whatever word you'd like to use, uh, during the first or second lockdown and, and managed to, to continue running their business um, in, in a way that retained their clients and, and you know, in some ways grow um, to a better product. Um, unfortunately, with the, the latest uh, lockdowns or some of them recently, people unfortunately run out of cash flow. They've tried to do the right thing by the members and maybe put their direct debits on hold or reduce their fees, etc. But unfortunately, got to a stage where no longer can they personally prop up the business or continue to, to pay the landlord down on a rate that was originally agreed to. Um, so that's why I suppose a lot of people are now contacting us to, to see what their options are um, to, to either hold on or to, to look at liquidating and, and selling their business. So, Cam, when you say a lot of them are coming to you now to sell their clubs, are they small clubs? Are they large clubs? Are they franchises? What is the common theme there? Absolute mixed bag, Mel. So we're fortunate to have a national presence. So we're seeing clubs um, in every state and territory come, come to us. Um, everything from your small PT, uh, personal training studio under 100 square metres to your large big box clubs and also your, your large franchise clubs. Um, we sit with probably a 50-50 mix at the moment with um, either independent brands um, or franchise brands. So do you think that people have overcapitalized when they've started their business, hence why they've had to go to market? 
Look, I think, I think there's a few different reasons why people have come to market now. Um, obviously, you always want to build a, a strong business on, on the foundations being your lease. Okay, So uh, a lot of owners may have overspent on their lease originally and got that benefit from a exposure or, or square meterage. Um, and then, unfortunately, due to you know declining membership numbers, have, have not had that as an expense that they can continue. So that's probably the first first reason um, in, in regards to overspending. Uh, the other one is, is obviously equipment, um, whether they've bought it unencumbered and, and don't have a, a lease to pay down on, or they are paying down an extremely high lease and, and, and can't afford to, um, to pay off their equipment. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, it is sad to see this happen, but um, you know, what do you do? You can't grab every gym owner that's got to close their doors and, and help them out. Now, you've got a flood on the market, but at the same time, though, Cam, let's face it, there's also a lot of buyers out there. So, where are the buyers coming from? Are they coming from the fitness industry? Uh, are they older people seeking a bit of a lifestyle change and a business change? Where are those buyers coming from? You're absolutely correct, um, Mel. We're seeing the highest amount of inquiries we've ever had. Um, it, it is probably a, a mixed bag again. We've got a number of people in the industry looking to, to add to their, their current portfolio of clubs. Um, so that's that's obviously the, the usual um, lead into to a franchise brand. But we do have a number of independents that are looking to grow and taking on the opportunity to rebrand some of the existing independents. We're also seeing a number of people that are sick of their nine-to-five job, they're sick of what they're doing, um, and using this as an opportunity to make a lifestyle change. They, they want to get that work-life balance, and uh, a health and fitness business, um, no matter what its size, you know, does does give back to, to its clients. It, it does have a really good work-life balance, and you can get the right uh, staffing or the right location for you. So we're seeing um, a number of people that have never inquired about a health and fitness business coming to us looking to buy a franchise or looking to buy an independent uh, location. So let's go, let's talk a bit more about those guys that are looking for um, businesses to buy. How easy is it to access finance at the moment if you're looking at wanting to purchase a fitness business? That's the hardest thing at the moment, Mel. Um, a lot of the banks are over leveraged with the health and fitness industry. So what we're needing is to look at the buyer's current situation, whether they have um, equity uh, in their home or cash. Do they have another partner that's working that also can can um, add to, I suppose, the, the borrowing capacity? And finally, the, the businesses we're seeing optimise the sale price, also may involve some level of vendor finance. So vendor finance is something that we don't usually put on the table straight away. But if we have the right purchaser and the right vendor, the vendor may look at receiving payments over maybe 12 months or 36 months, depending on what the, the amount is, to make sure they optimise the sale sale price and also move to settlement a lot quicker. So um, there are mechanisms that we're, we're trying to continue to, to get transactions with. That sounds great. Sorry, you just cut out there for a moment, Cam, but he just said that, that what they're trying to do is to work with both the vendor and purchaser to make those transactions happen. Cam, let's talk about the new brands coming into our country. Wow, there has to be at least 10 that I know off the top of my head and they're all standalones and some of them are one or two or three modalities. 
What do you foresee over the next 18 months with these new brands coming into the country? Do you think that the buyers are there to purchase these new franchises? I'm not sure. It's it's going to be really interesting to see whether the brands bring in a new service offering or it's a new service or, or sorry, it's an existing service offering with a, a, just a new competitor uh, in that. So, you know, we've seen the growth of the, the functional training brands and that's been really interesting to watch. There's been some great news with, with one of them um, on the stock exchange. But um, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a real challenge for a lot of them to find locations that work and are in the right locations. So that's where some of these independents um, we're seeing are being picked up by these brands and are now changed to to become uh, a franchise model. So we've done a lot of sales where you might have a, a 200, 300 square metre uh, facility. There's a brand that has already sold that territory to a franchisee and we can approach that franchisor with these opportunities and they rebrand into that new service arrangement or that new new model coming into the market. Do I think they'll all survive? No, absolutely not. But there's always going to be um, hits and misses. So it's, it's exciting to see that there's still growth in the industry with, with new ideas and new thoughts and, and how to service clients. Um, do we think that there's enough um, catchment in some of the areas where there's multiple competitors? No. So, look, just do your due diligence. Uh, make sure you take all the brands, look over them all, um, and, and then make a judgment call from that. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there's some pretty cool products coming out. I mean, I have to say that I feel that the functional training market is flooded. I feel that it's, um, it's done. It's done. I think that there's going to be quite a few wellness franchises come out uh, into Australia. You know, Pilates, Reformers, Bar Studios. I think after COVID, a lot of people are looking for a more calmer approach to health and, and working out. There's also some, you know, pretty cool other products. You've got Cycle Studios coming out and Boxing Studios are quite popular at the moment. I think the most important thing for the consumer to do is to find something that, though we always hear this, that they are passionate about about because that's going to sustain their interest but as you said to do their due diligence and to really make sure that they have fantastic support systems and that they have a, a great marketing department because if you don't get the marketing right for your product that alone can make you a failure in the business. Um, Cam I've got to ask you this what's your best advice in closing our coffee podcast today what are three top tips that you would give to anybody that's A, wanting to sell their business, B, wanting to buy a business, and C, looking at a franchise? Hey, all right. Well, um, to sell your business, it's all about due diligence. Get your ducks in a row, okay? Take the time, shut yourself off from your phone or your emails, whatever it may be, and really bring together all the key information that a buyer will want to look at when you're selling a business. They will include your lease, your direct debit or your membership reports, what the different packages are, what the service offering is, your staffing, your asset list. So when you're looking to sell a business, make sure you get all your ducks in a row. When you're buying a business, um, yeah, obviously you want to review all that stuff, so it's all the due diligence. But I, I suppose make sure you look at your competitors. Make sure you look at multiple business opportunities. 
And and like when you're buying a house, don't just go to, to one or two uh, business profiles. Make sure you get a, a collection of a few opportunities on the market and, and cross-check them against each other. Have a look at what your expenses are on one business versus another. Do your SWOT analysis. What's the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities and the threats of that business? And, and don't be afraid to ask some tough questions. Um, so when buying a business, you know, we, we always make sure we try to do as much due diligence on it as, as we possibly can. Buying a franchise, well, that's that's an interesting one. Um, we represent you know, most of the health and fitness franchises on the market in a resale capacity. Uh, capacity. So it, it's always interesting to see the different um, franchise um the different franchise arrangements. Uh, there's been a large change to the code, uh, the franchising code in Australia. So from from the first, there, there's been some requirements with their disclosure uh, statements. So I would be probably uh, recommending having a look at disclosure statements from different franchisors. Okay, this is where the key information is presented, um, and that will let you get an idea for what a certain brand. You know, requires you as a franchisee to do um, and and that again grab a few of them don't just go for one brand make sure you do your research and, and, and look across a multitude of them and I also recommend go work out at any business that you're considering buying whether it be a franchise or it be uh, an independent club can oh, absolutely you've, you've got to, you've got to love the service off presenting Mel, don't you? You've got to be passionate about that that particular um, brand. Oh, you have to. You have to live it. You have to breathe it. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. And the other little bit of advice before we close off, Cam, and I know that you'll agree with me here. The very first day that you start your new business is also the day that you need to put your exit strategy together. Absolutely. Now, Cam... Where is the best place for our listeners to get in touch with you? Certainly. Look, the best place to go is just our website. So it's www.bfbrokers. So it's BF Brokers. It's short for Business and Franchise Brokers. So please jump on our website, have a look at our Health and Fitness tab, which has all our opportunities, um, or just click me an email at cameron.prosser, P-R-O-S-S-E-R, at bfbrokers.com.au um, or shoot me a text or a call on 0438 569 747 and always happy to just discuss. You never at any time have to, to sell your business. Sometimes it might be a three-month thought process, it might be a six-month, but having a quick chat and getting some understanding of how the process works uh, can always be beneficial. Fantastic. So today I spoke to Cameron Prosser from BF Brokers, Australia's leaders in fitness business sales. I've known Cameron for a very long time. They do a fantastic job. They've been around for years and years. So definitely, if you're interested in purchasing or selling, please do pick up and speak to Cam. Their integrity, 10 out of 10. Cam, have an absolutely fantastic day and we'll talk real soon. Thanks a lot, Mel. You too. You're very welcome. Today's podcast was supported and sponsored by FitRec Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals and Life Fitness Australia.